Welcome back for another video. In this video we'll be talking about the wildcard and the free hit chips and we've got a wildcard team to run through. If you've still got both the wildcard and the free hit, it may not be immediately obvious but free hitting this week followed by gimmick 29 wildcard is a wasted chip and you'll score less points as a consequence. If we pull up the fixture ticker, we've got a blank gimmick 28 next and then double gimmick 29. By activating your wildcard now, you can field a good team for gimmick 28 and also set yourself up well for gimmick 29. If you have your bench boost chip as well, there is the option to use it in gimmick 29. In this draft, we'll assume that you still have the bench boost chip. There's one or two tweaks you could make during if you don't need to bench boost, which we will discuss during the video. So if you don't free hit now, then when do you use it? The likeliest best week is gimmick 32, which will be a blank game week. Brighton, Man City, Man United and Chelsea likeliest to blank. This is particularly useful not just because we've all got players that will blank that week, but after gimmick 32 there will be a couple more double game weeks in gimmick 34 and 37. Man City and Brighton among those teams who are almost certain to double them. So the gimmick 32 free hit lets you retain those players for the tail end of the season. Chips are team dependent, but if you've got your free hit and wildcard, then wildcard and now is generally a good idea. However, you may have used your wildcard already and you also need to free hit this week, which is fine as well. The next video after this one will be a free hit team. Lastly, if your team is in bad shape for this week but good shape for Gimmick 29, then the other approach you could take is to free hit in Gimmick 28 and then wildcard in Gimmick 33 after blank Gimmick 32. The simple takeaway is basically don't free hit now followed by a wildcard in Gimmick 29. So let's jump into the wildcard team and if you find this content useful, hit subscribe for more to come this week. So starting a goal, which is Kepa, who's home against Everton. Since Dyche took charge of Everton, they've scored five goals, and only Newcastle, Southampton and Crystal Palace have scored fewer over that run. Chelsea have looked to have found their system now, and getting into a stride with three wins on the bounce, including knocking Dortmund out of the Champions League. Chelsea have a chance of having a double game at 34, or 37 as well, which will make Kepa a handy asset later in the season. It's an unusual 5-2-3 formation, which will become clearer when we run through the bench later. The back five is Gabriel, Chilwell, Cher, Trippier and Botman. So let's talk about the triple Newcastle defence first, which is somewhat of a bold strategy. If you caught this week's Who to Buy video, it was the Arsenal Newcastle defenders that are all over the top projections. Newcastle are away to Nottingham Forest, who will probably be without Brennan Johnson up top. He'll be a huge miss for that one. If you're tight for budget, then Burns perfectly fine instead of Cher. Cher has the attacking threat and at the cost of 0.5 mil more. However, over the season, only Gabriel has a higher expected goals among all defenders. Mentioned earlier, this draft does assume that you still have your bench boost chip. If that's not the case, then it's quite straightforward. You swap a Newcastle defender out for Zinchenko. You might even prefer Zinchenko over Gabriel and there's not much between the two. Arsenal are home to Crystal Palace, who have created zero expected goals on target over their last three matches. The first team on record to ever do so, not a single shot on target. It would be classic FPL if they score at the Emirates though, but certainly the data is encouraging if you own an Arsenal defender or two. Chilwell completes their defence, working his way back to his best, playing in left wing back again. A goal last game week and assist the week before. He's on corner duties from the right side and he has a fantastic delivery, loves a shot if given the chance. In fact his goal against Leicester was on the volley and came from an XG of just 0.01. In my eyes, he is the better pick between him and James, given that James has been out four or five times this season for various reasons. Chilwell is a little bit more reliable for that reason. Champions League quarterfinals do kick off on the 11th of April though, which could affect his league minutes, but it seems like a risk worth taking given he has four home fixtures in the next five and he's playing further advanced now. The midfield is Saka and Madison. We've got the armband on Saka, but it is a week where there's a good spread of options. He was the only midfielder to blank and Arsenal's win over Fulham between him, Trossard, Martinelli and Odegaard. 
though it doesn't suddenly make him a bad pick. Again, if you feel that the other Arsenal mids are better picks and they're an easy swap in for Saka. Keeping out for Arsenal's Europa League game on Thursday though, Saka looked tired after last week's game which perhaps contributed to his lack of returns against Fulham. It's one on aggregate against Sporting so he'll be expected to start that game as well. Madison's underlying numbers have been excellent in recent weeks and he's passing the eye test, the points will come. Over the last 6 game weeks he's played 5 times, created 14 big chances, 3 big chances and had 2 big chances himself. Over that run he has an expected goal involvement every 143 minutes which ranks better than the likes of Matoma, Marsh, Erdegaard, Saka and Rashford. The front three is Havertz, Watkins and Kane. Havertz actually leads Chelsea this season in goals and assists, key passes, big chances created and expected goals and expected assists. He's expected to be on penalty duties now or at worst he'll share them with James. It's those four home games and five that we mentioned that makes him an appealing differential. If you don't want him long term then you can sell him a gimmick 30 for Haaland, we'll talk more on that later. In essence you're just gambling on Haaland not matching the output of Havertz over his 3 games. It's a fair assumption to expect Havertz to outscore Haaland in 3 games versus Haaland's 1 game. Though I obviously don't need to tell you the risks. In my eyes it is a trick that many managers will miss over the next 2 game weeks. Haaland's actually only risen 0.7 mil over the season and he's about to drop 0.1 mil so you don't lose much money by selling him and then buying him back later. And at this later stage of the season building team value is less relevant, you build that value early in the season for times like now. For those not on a wildcard Watkins and Havertz are the two popular replacements being considered right now. Both have nice fixtures this week and a doubling game at 29 and even usable beyond that if you want to keep hold. Watkins is on 6 goals and 1 assist in his last 7 games. Over that run he's top among all forwards for non-penalty expected goal involvement. Tony does rank high with penalties included as he did score from the spot last game. Tony is absent from this draft though, you could include him over Watkins or Havertz, though there is the uncertainty over his potential ban. It may not come at all this season, or it might even come in game week 29 so it is a risk to weigh up. Kane completes the 11, another double digit haul last game week, his second biggest score of the season. He is another contender for captaincy instead of Saka, away to Southampton this game week. Southampton have improved defensively a little as of late, over the last 4 game weeks they ranked 10th for expected goals conceded. He's been Mr Reliable all season, incredibly consistent although rarely hauling. Only Haaland has more points with 203. In fact next closest to Kane is Saka who has 156 points but Kane's clear 20 points ahead with 176. On the bench it's Ward, Fernandes, McAllister and Rashford. It is a stacked bench with a view to bench boosting Gamic 29 as mentioned earlier. Whatever way you shape it, unfortunately Gamic 29 is going to be a headache Gamic if you have used your bench boost already. You're looking at benching Arsenal assets and maybe even Kane. There's not a good way around it unless you wildcard into Gamic 29 and even then you'd need to willingly exclude Kane or an Arsenal player or two. Though if your team is weak for Gamic 28 then it's much more sensible to wildcard now. The Brighton mids all look grey and again if you prefer Mitoma or even Marsh then they're both fine alternatives to McAllister. There's a couple of routes to getting Haaland back in, such as the simple Kane to Haaland swap in Gamic 30 or even Fernandes down to a budget mid like Andreas and then Havertz to Haaland. Finally let's recap by looking at Mikhail Tokvam's most up to date graphic showing the expected fixtures for the rest of the season, it lays it out quite nicely, 2.0 shows all the guaranteed doubles to come. Notice that Brighton and Newcastle have a chance of doubling in Gamic 30 or 31 as well, so a trip on Newcastle could come in very handy then, as will the Brighton assets. For that reason if you wanted to gamble on Steele keeping his spot for Brighton in goal then you could swap Ward out for him and even saves you about 0.2 mil and you potentially gain some fixtures if Steele keeps the goalkeeper spot. 
This graphic lays out the potential Gamic 34 and Gamic 37 doubles quite nicely as well. Man City, Man United, Brighton and Liverpool are the key ones to highlight. Lots more strategizing to come in the coming weeks. The next video will be a free hit team, so make sure you subscribe to the channel for that and more content to come this week. If this video was useful, please remember to hit like before you go. Thanks for watching and see you soon for the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network.